Welcome, my name is Amapola Ramirez and this is Chicana Moms Podcast. In this podcast, I talk to you about my life as a Chicana and I also share with you my knowledge. I strongly believe that unidas creamos cambio. Vamos a empezar. Welcome Chicana Moms, ¿cómo están? Espero que estén muy bien. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to Chicana Moms podcast and thank you. Muchas gracias. <laughs> um, today I want to start by sharing with you a story and it has to do with the topic of today. And let me just tell you that for those of you who have adolescents, this episode is for the moms, for the dads and For you, Miss Adolescent or Mr. Adolescent, um, and I think more of the girls can relate at some extent and maybe not, but it is a story that I want to share because I feel that I experienced this specific story of my life to be able to share it with others, especially um, youth, because I have a girls' mentors program. And I share pieces of my life with them so that they're able to feel like, oh my goodness, like really, that's what you went through? And it's a story of somebody else outside of their circle. And a lot of the girls end up telling me like, oh my God, that's what my mom said. That's what my dad said. That's what my prima said. That's what my aunt said. And for some reason, isn't it pretty interesting though that you could hear it from someone close in your family so many times and it doesn't click until someone else outside of the circle says it it's pretty interesting it's like we don't believe our family members but we'll believe someone else that's isn't that interesting I always I've always thought that was pretty interesting so I'm going to share with you a story so please listen to this I could describe this story como uh, like amazing but at the same time Like my mom would say, mensa <laughs> at the same time. But overall, I would say that the experience that I went through, it had a lot to do with helping me shape myself of the woman I'm, I was going to become. And let me start off with this. At the age of 16 years old, um, I... Can, I can tell you for my part that I felt like I fell in love. I love this young boy. Um, I'm not going to say his name, but let's call him. What name should I choose? I don't know. My goodness. Um, uh, Tony. Let's just say Tony. Okay. But that's not his real name, of course. And I met Tony. And when I first saw him, I was like, oh my goodness, he is so cute. Back in the days, you guys, well, I don't know, in my back in the days, and I'm pretty sure a lot of you girls do this now, or people do that now, because it's something that's not going to go away, but we would just look at the way a person would look. Like, when I was adolescent, I would be like, oh, he's so cute, he's so cool, and I gravitated to that. I was never the type of girl that would go up to a guy and be like, hey, I like you. Hey, do you have a girlfriend? Hey, like, can I have your number? I would never do that. At, at some extent, I did have my dignity <laughs> to be able to be like, as a, as a teenager, no era, era volada, pero no tanto, así como, like, bien aventada. Um, but si se me presentaba la situación, pues, you know, I, I would, like, flirt back. But as an adolescent, um, meeting Tony... I was deeply in love with him, like so in love with him. That's what I thought, okay? But this is what happened. Um, I, we dated, well, I wouldn't say dated. We were boyfriend and girlfriend for three years, but there was a pattern, you guys, that now as an adult, I'm able to say like, oh, okay, I get it. It was like off and on. He cheated on me, and because I thought I was in love with him, I would go back with him. He cheated again. I would go back with him. It was like a pattern. And there was one time, okay, this is where I want all my young girls to, to listen to this. 
There was a one time where he tried to hit me. I say tried because he never tried it again. I never had a good relationship with my mother, but one of the things I did learn from her was like, like no one's gonna fuck with me. Like my mom never said it because she would never say that word. <laughs> and I'm sorry that I'm cussing, but there's certain times where I, I do cuss and not to be disrespectful, but a lot of the times this language for some reason it gets to people and they get it. I don't know why. But um, she never told me, obviously, that specific word, right? But in the way she behaved, and my mom, I grew up, my mom, like, cussing a lot, but it was more in Spanish. And one of the things I would overhear, like, nadie me va a ver la cara de pendeja. Like, my mom would say that all the time. And I'm like, who's trying to make you look like that? Like, who? And she would always, she was always, like, very tough, very, like, strong-minded, Having to see that for my mom being so strong, like, no, nadie me va a ver la cara de pendeja. Like, I totally, totally took that. I wouldn't say it, but I knew that when a situation presented itself, like, I had to. Because that's what I grew up hearing and seeing from my mother. So, um, I would go to his house, which I know I shouldn't have been there. But I would go to his house And there was one time where I was sitting on the floor. I don't know what the heck we were doing, watching TV or something. And um, I don't know where in his effing mind he thought he could grab me from my arm and yank me. And I looked at him like, what the fuck are you doing? And I can't remember exact words, but I remember his face looking at me like, oh shit. And I was like, don't you ever fucking touch me like that. He left me like a small bruise and I, I would look at it and I'm like, like, what am I doing? And I said, no, he didn't mean it. Like, this is the thing where I would, all my young ladies to think and know that any experience that you go through in a relationship, even if you are, I'm going to say 13 because there's 13 years old and I say, unfortunately, but we can get into that another time. 14, 15, 16, 17, even older. It, it, I guess at the age doesn't matter. But the younger, I want you to know that at some point there's any some sort of control. Um, and control looks like, like making you do something that you know is not right. Or doing something to you that you know wasn't cool like at all. It was so disrespectful. When you start seeing those patterns... It's pretty much like a red light in front of your face to tell you, leave this person. It, it starts out with little patterns. And this is a thing where that was the only time he did that. But I'm sharing with you the story because if I wouldn't have stood up for myself, he would have probably continued to think it was okay to yank me. Whenever I looked at, at my arm and I had that small bruise, I was like, what, the, what is this? Let me go back to tell you that I was going back and forth with him because I thought I was in love or whatever. But I want you to know this. <laughs> Which now that I think of it, it's like, oh my God, que pen I was. <laughs> oh my goodness. <clears throat> so, um, he was seeing another girl. And obviously I didn't like it. But my behaviors, of my behavior towards him Gave them the message that it was okay. Why? Because I was still with him. Do, do you understand that? I would complain about, no, I don't, like, why are you still seeing her? Leave her. He would lie to me. I would believe it. And then it was like a cycle of stupidity. But I was still there. We would go out. We would do things. I would call him. I would go over. Like, that behavior shows him different from what my words were saying. So I want you to be very careful as to how is it that you're behaving and what you're saying. And if they don't match, they're going to hold on to more of how you're behaving. Actions speak louder than words. Always remember that. You're not someone's rag. You're not someone's like just piece of whatever to be mistreated in that manner. So when I looked at him and I said, hey, don't you ever fucking touch me like that. 
he kind of, he snapped out of it because that was the first and last time he ever did that. But let me share with you. He was seeing another girl. This is what was pretty interesting. Uh, the other girl, I would sometimes talk to her. We would talk shit to each other, like, leave him alone. Oh, he's looking for me. No, he wants me. You're like, that's stupid. Never do that, okay? Never fight over a guy. Like, you're wasting your time. And even if I'm telling you the story and it makes me look such like an idiot, um, I have to say that the reason I was in that situation is because I didn't have any guidance. You, We can call guidance, like, no hagas eso, no hagas el otro, like dictating. That's not guidance. That's dictating. When you're guiding someone, you're educating them. I didn't really have that. So this is why I'm sharing this story with you, okay? When I talked to the other girl, I, something came up to where I said, does he hit you? And he, you know what she told me? No, you don't know what she told me. <laughs> she told me, yes, he hits me because he loves me. What in the name of, what is that? What do you mean he hits you because he loves you? I said, well, he tried hitting me and I'm not hitting me, but like grabbing me. And I, no, that's not love. Like, I just thought like, eso está bien mensa más que yo. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. And he never touched me again, which, okay, cool. You got the message, but guess what? He continued to cheat on me. And later on, he ended up getting the other girl pregnant. That's when I said, okay, I'm stepping out. A young kid is coming into your life at a very young age. I think we were like 18 years old. And I stepped back and I was like, yeah, that's not going to mess with that. But for all those years, because I met him when I was 16, 17, 18, like around three years, even after he had his kid, he would still look for me. And I was so nice and so like, oh, your little girl's so cute. Like, what? Like, I'm not going to be mean or anything like that, but I'm just kind of sharing this story with you that it, that I don't even know how to describe myself now as an adult thinking back. Naive. In need of guidance. And one part that I forgot was that his aunt and my mom took me, I remember, to a McDonald's and they sat me down. And that's when I, where I found out for the first time that he was cheating. It was like someone stabbed me in the heart. Like it was just the most craziest, saddest, disappointing feeling I've ever had in my life. Because I thought he's the love of my life. I mean, I was 16 years old. I, I was wrong. Because love... Whenever there's love, there's no cheating. Whenever there's love, there's no disrespect. There's more love. There's more, there's trust. And they're going to respect you regardless. Even if you're an adolescent, I want you to know that it is possible for someone to respect you. If you have a boyfriend or I don't know who's listening to this, but I'm gravitating to young girls or adolescents in general. There is someone your age that is capable of respecting you. But if you're choosing a path or you're choosing someone who is making very irresponsible choices, you are going to pay the price for it. You can get an STD. You can get pregnant. You can be in a car with someone who's irresponsible and they can drive and you can crash. Um, in a car accident, I mean, it's, it's scary. You can start using drugs because you think, oh, this person loves me and they're brainwashing my mind. And because you think I trust them, they're good. No, you have to be very careful. An adolescent, that stage, no, I know that sometimes, you know, adults can dictate and say like, you only focus on school and that's all you have to do. But when your feelings, when you start having these strong feelings for someone, like, be very careful because a lot of the times those feelings are not that that person has your happiness and they determine your happiness and your future. It's not that. It's pretty much saying that, are you codependent? Do you feel loved at home? 
Do you feel respected at home? Do you have a goal that is bigger than yourself that you're focusing on? Because focusing on boys or, or girls or, you know, the opposite sex or the same sex, whatever. In general, I'm talking about relationships. You just have to be very careful. Very careful as to the decisions you are making that can pretty much affect the rest of your life. And as I'm saying this and I'm telling you my story. Being in a relationship, which I thought was love, but it wasn't. Um, affected my decisions and my relationships with um, other males in my life as I continued after that relationship because I felt like I can't trust them. Not to the point where I was like super jealous and stalking and not to that extent, but I, I had a lot of a lot of shame because I felt I wasn't good enough to be loved by him, and it was stupid. I don't believe that anymore, obviously, but it took a lot of work. You know why I say this too? Because I started liking boys, I think I was like, no, 14, 14 years old, 13, 14, I think. I don't remember exactly if it was 13 or 14, but around those ages. And the perception I got for having feelings for boys was like, I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't be feeling the feelings that I was going through. When I could have, it would have helped to hear, it's normal for you to like boys. It's normal for you to have those feelings. You know why? Because you're a good girl. You have so much love to give. I wish I could have heard that. Because then that would have made me feel that I had this foundation of so much love to give to people. And then there's going to be some people that are not going to appreciate it. And if they don't appreciate it, keep moving forward because there's someone down the line that is. Because your love is so big. But I took the message differently. You're not worthy. Estás pendeja. Estupida. I mean, that's how I felt growing up. And this is why I love to teach my youth. I say my youth because I love all youth. Our youth, I should say. To give these examples to know that you are capable of starting your own business at 14. I have an 11-year-old. I'm teaching her how to do her business and she's starting. You can start your business at any age. What makes you think you have to be an adult to achieve great things? You don't. You don't. If you're a young girl listening to me right now, I want you to know that you're capable of starting your own business at this age that you are right now. Yes, you have school, but you need to do something also like a hobby, something that you love outside of school. Not just gravitating to think, is the boy giving me the intention that I want? He can give it to you and and if it's a good boyfriend, guy friend, girlfriend, whatever, cool. But that's not just it. That's just not it. What if he or she breaks up with you? Then what are you going to do? There's going to be a time in your life where someone's going to break your heart. But I want you to know this, that you're going to be okay. All of my youth that I see, I tell them this all the time. I had a young adolescent boy and his father sitting in my lobby. And the dad was desperate and I said, how can I help you? I I came to see the therapist that's in the building. I said, well, unfortunately... You know, he's not here, but I saw the desperateness. I said, how can I help you? And this was in Spanish. And he was talking to me in Spanish. He said, señorita, yo no sé qué hacer. Mi hijo se quiso suicidar. Agarró una navaja y se quiso matar. No lo dejamos. Se quiso brincar de un puente en Whittier Boulevard. Y mi hija lo paró. I said, why is he wanting to hurt himself like this? And I said, are you okay for me to speak with you? He was six, he's, at the time when I saw him, he was 16 years old. I said, yes, please, because I really need help. He sits down in front of me. And I said, what's happening? What's going on? My girlfriend left me. That's what he said. In me, I was like, 
Lord have mercy. God, give me the words to help this young boy to know that he's going to be okay. He had these thoughts of committing suicide because his girlfriend for two years broke up the relationship. He was sharing with me all these great memories. And there's only so much, obviously, I can say and do if he's going to be stuck in that mindset to think that he can't continue living life without this girl. And I'm sharing this story with you of this young boy, but there's a lot of young girls also in the same position. You're going to be okay. Your own mom, your dad, all your family members in your, obviously, your family unit. And people in our society, we have all gone through some heartbreaking moments in our lives. I'm sharing with you this story because I have this platform into, in which I can share this story. You'll never forget that individual. You'll never forget, but it's a story and a chapter in your life that eventually you'll look back and be like, what was I thinking? Think of how many people are in this world. And if you you feel like, oh my God, like I can't get over this person. You know who you need to start falling in love with? Yourself. Doesn't matter how old you are. If you're an adolescent, or, you know, I said it before, you can start your business at any time in your life. You need the support. I'm pretty sure your parents will help you or, or your what. Some of your family members that would help you out. And if you feel at some point I really don't have anyone to help me out, send me a message. I'm here. If, however it is I could help you. Financially, I don't know about that one. But <laughs> with creativity and ideas, heck yeah, I'll be there for you. A teacher, a coach, someone in your church. If you want help, let me tell you, there's always a way to get it. Always a way to get it. So I share with you a little bit, and I will continue to share a little bit more about my life as an adolescent because I think that us mothers and fathers who have gone through the adolescent stage, we can't forget that stage. It, it really created an impact as to who we are now as an adult. We learn from it. Some, pe- some people learn from it. Some people don't. They continue to act in this adolescent behavior even at age 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. Because at some point, some people get stuck there. We have to get unstuck. We have to just remember that we have to evolve in order to be better parents. So this topic of today is going to be focused on adolescents and the relationships they have with others their age um, and relationship I mean more of like a boyfriend and girlfriend relationship Um, because yes the first relationship they have is with you and that also is very important which I'll touch base but I hope that those girls that are adolescents or boys that are listening to this podcast along with your mother or father in the car or in your home I don't know where I hope you really take into what I'm saying. This is this episode is for you. Okay? I don't not maybe I'll meet you one day, maybe I won't, but I want you to know that this message is for you. So vamos a empezar and we're gonna focus on the adolescence and the relationships. Okay, so for all my adolescents. Please listen to all of these things I'm going to share with you, okay? My story that I shared with you was considered a teen dating abuse. Teen dating abuse happens all the time and sometimes we don't see it as much as we should. If you're in a relationship where your boyfriend or girlfriend demands you to run things by their terms all the time, and you have no voice, that is control. They are trying to mold you into someone who you are not. If they start telling you, who cares, don't listen to your mom. 
Be home late. Who cares? Um, ditch school. Who cares? Your friends are not important. It's all about you and I. We have Our love is amazing. And they just totally brainwash you with things that you want to hear. But that at the same time, you have this like gut feeling that what they're telling you is like not cool because they're making you do something that's going to end up hurting someone else's feelings. That's where you have to be careful. Um, the other thing is that if your boyfriend or girlfriend threatens you, like you better not tell anyone that, you know, that I did that bruise on your arm or on your face. And you have to remember that I do it because I love you. If you ever hear these damn effing words from someone, please, please remember this podcast for me telling you that they do not love you. They are afraid of losing you, that they're using every single way to just intimidate you, to implement, well, I don't know, well, to implement fear. To bring fear into you so that you are afraid of not losing them because or else something's going to happen. The next is that if your boyfriend or girlfriend checks your phone, your email, or demands to you, give me your password for everything that you have. That is not trust. That means that they are wanting to find something. There's a lot of relationship issues that they're carrying based on how they were raised. Because remember that the first relationship that matters is between you and your father and your mother. That's what's going to help you define how your relationships are going to be with other people in your life. So remember how I share with you that my relationship with my mom wasn't good? Well, let me share with you the relationship I had with my dad. My dad is very loving. My dad doesn't like problems. He's not the type of person that likes confrontation. But one of the things that I honestly can say now that was a problem was that he worked so much. That was a problem. Yes, I know that he needed to because obviously we needed money, right? But at some point, I think because He's always found himself working because it's just a habit and he was programmed to know like this is what I have to do for myself and for my family. He dismissed the fact, the need of making time to sit with me and talk to me about life. He modeled it very well when it came to respecting and consistency and you know but I needed the words as well for my father because for all those girls out there it is so important to have a relationship with your dad but I know that there's certain times where some fathers are not in the picture and it's not that they don't love you is it it's just that they think they don't know how to love okay because of the things they've gone through and there's only so much I know I get it there's only so much we can do as an adult and continue to repeat the same story. Well, I wasn't shown love growing up, so I, I can't give it to. No, it's not that you can't give it. It's that you're choosing not to learn how to give that love. There's a big difference. So I'm sharing this with you because no parent is going to be perfect, okay? So as I'm sharing with, about my parents and you're probably evaluating your parents and so forth, I want you to know that no parent is perfect. I'm a parent. And I'm not perfect, okay? We are just trying our best to make the best experience of your life with what we think we know is right and with what we have. Buying expensive things and spoiling our kids, that doesn't make a great parent, I'll tell you that. So if you start comparing yourself and saying, well, my friend gets the better shoes, my friend has a better house or whatever, That doesn't guarantee that your friend is happy. So when you compare yourself to somebody else, I'm pretty sure they're going to be comparing themselves to somebody else and just kind of like a domino effect. So going back to the control, because that's what it has to do, the relationship with yourself and the relationship you have with your parents and other relationships in your life is going to really give you 
a sense as to, wait, hold on a second. What has my patterns looked like in my life? Because if I'm not allowing my boyfriend or girlfriend to check my phone and my email and that I'm teaching them how to treat me and I don't like it, what do I need to change? Does that make sense? The next is if your boyfriend or girlfriend makes you feel guilty to get their way, fine then. If you don't ditch school, then that means you don't love me. Or if you don't give me money, then, you know, just you don't really have my back the way you say you do. Like stupid little comments like that of making you feel guilty. That is also part of like teen dating abuse. And these are warnings that you really need to be careful. Really need to be careful. Um, Because they can start small and then get bigger and bigger and bigger. Another thing is that if your boyfriend or girlfriend has been physically aggressive or violent with you in different ways, like yanking you, pinching you, pulling your hair, and then later on, like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to do that. It's just that, it's because you get me mad. Like, you shouldn't have said that about me. Or you shouldn't have been talking to your guy friends at school. Little things like that, be very careful, okay? Because... I think that once they start small and medium and large, once I say large, like what I mean, what I mean by that is pretty much to the point of always hitting you and you just finding it very challenging to leave them. I remember reading this story and watching it on the news as well, where this young girl left her boyfriend. I think she was like 16 years old. She said, I don't want to be with you anymore because she was like, oh my God, he's so aggressive. But they were already together for over a year, but there was already a pattern that she had allowed. And this boy couldn't take the breakup. He couldn't take it. So this young boy decided to take a knife, um, sneak into her home, find her in her bedroom and stabbed her. I never forget the story because it happened in Pico Rivera. And that's pretty close to where I live. And I was like, oh my God, that's like several cities away from where I'm at. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. Like, what the heck? So, yeah. He killed her. The mom was in the other room. The girl crawled to where the mom was at. And the little girl died in front of her mom. This is one story of many, many stories. As I was reading that story, it took me back like, oh my God, that could have like been me if I would have not like, I mean, thank God it wasn't me. I don't know why I put myself in that mindset, but I always thought of how when I was an adolescent, I didn't have that guidance and my goodness, like I barely, I think honestly, like, oh no, it's because I was, I, I. I was not guided and I, I needed it. There was something that did work out for me though. Gracias a Dios. Like there was something that worked out. But I really, I know this is probably like I'm putting your fear. I, like damn, that was scary. But we need fear to be able to not put ourselves in situations to where it's going to hurt us. Because fear is good and sometimes fear is not good. Fear is not good when it's stopping you from doing great things in your life. But fear is good to where you're going to be able to really take it in and pay attention to it. Like your gut feeling to know that you shouldn't be doing that. And this message, this statement that I just said goes for even adults. Okay. The other thing that is really important to look out for is that if your boyfriend or girlfriend blames you for everything that goes wrong. This one, oh Lord have mercy. This is where you have to be very careful. You have to read between the lines based on what he or she is telling you. Because then they want you to always feel guilty. And that's the way of manipulation. That's their way to manipulate you to do what they want you to do. And there's a lot of young teens that are sexually active. So you don't love me or else you would, you, you know, you would sleep with me. Be very careful. 
Um, if your partner calls you names, like you're such a bitch, you're just a fucking moron. You're so stupid. You know, when they say things like that, they're pretty much trying to manipulate you. Let me, let me share something right now that's just coming into my mind. Us parents with young kids who are five years old, six, ten years old, if you are thinking like, why am I listening to this episode that has nothing to do with my kids, my kids are not adolescents, well, let me tell you right now. I mean, that's the goal, right? That for your kids to become adolescents, become adults, and live a very amazing life. Take this in because your five-year-old will at one point be a 15-year-old, 13-year-old, or whatever age that pops into your mind. They're going to be an adolescent. They need to hear the importance of teen dating abuse. These are the red lights that you need to be looking out for. I'm not telling you to go have a boyfriend at 10 because I'm talking to you about this. Or I don't know, maybe that's too young to talk about this. But maybe like at 14, 13. I say 11, 12. Or 13, 14. Whatever you... Because every child is so different. We can't really give a specific age for someone to talk about this. Because every child is so different. You should know when is the right time for your child. Not me. Not anyone else. You. If you know they're very into boys at a young age then you need to start talking about teen dating abuse before they're probably 13 years old. Because there's a lot of young kids that love the attention of the opposite sex or the same sex at age 11 or 12. Okay? So, God forbid this ever happens to any of our kids, but it's so important to educate ourselves to know those like warning signs so that we can help them not ever be in that position. So the next warning sign that I do want to highlight is that if your boyfriend or girlfriend um, wants to be with you all the time and expresses frustration if you want to spend time away from them. So if you say, I'm going to go hang out with my girlfriends, they're like, no, I thought we were going to hang out. You told me we're going to hang out all the time. And they start controlling and they don't let you be around your girlfriends. That's a big problem because that's already control, okay? And if they display like anger like frequently and in a way that scares you, why why should a person that says that likes you or loves you scare you, right? There shouldn't be any fear in regards to when talking about a relationship, like, oh, you know, he's so sweet or she's so sweet. But then they scare you. They threaten you. They hurt you physically and emotionally. That doesn't make sense. Um, if your boyfriend or girlfriend calls you, okay, often, like, man, should I say every minute of the hour and text you, where are you? What are you doing? That, that's already like codependency. Like they need your attention and because they're not, they're afraid that at some point you're going to change your mind to not be with them because they know at some extent that what they're doing is not right. Because también, no están, like my mom would say, no están tan pendejos, you know what I mean? Um, when you come across, okay, as I've already given like several warning signs and if you at least say oh my goodness my boyfriend girlfriend does demonstrate one or more then you really need to evaluate it because your mom or dad they they're gonna tell you like this boy or this girl's not for you it's not for you but if you choose not to listen to them obviously they're not gonna control you and they can't make you do anything Especially when you have these strong feelings. But this is where you have to really evaluate yourself. How bad do I love myself? How much do I respect myself? How bad do I want to create this goal that I have in my mind that I want to be? 
I remember you guys as I'm saying this. I remember being in the car with my uncle and I was like telling him, yo cuando sea grande, me quiero vestir como una mujer importante. I always would say that because I would believe it in me. And I'm like, yo me quiero vestir importante. I think I was like 16 years old. He's like, so, pues sí, hablo, hablo. Anything's possible, that's a good thing. Dressing successful is really nice. You just have to make sure that you, your actions and your words match that. Because <laughs> you can't dress all successful and you're all ghetto and everything. <laughs> but that always stayed with me. So one of the things that oh, I would always go back to when I would evaluate that relationship. Because there was times where si me daba la valentía de decir, I don't want to be with you, you're a jerk. And then later on, I was like, I missed him. And then I would go back. Like, there was a pattern, but I did catch on that I did have my dignity at some point. <laughs> and I said, I want to be successful. And by being with him, I'm not going to be as successful. That was always in the back of my mind. And God, my mom, and that respect that I had within myself stood out so much stronger than all that craziness that I was going with him. That I was going through um, through with him. Okay. So evaluating the relationship that you're in right now makes a big difference. It doesn't matter what age you are. I hope you're listening deeply to this message of this episode. You can create amazing fucking things no matter what age you are. You can create amazing things. Don't give up on yourself. You know, when they say there's many more fish in the ocean, or there's, an, there's somebody out there that's going to love you so much. Don't get stuck in a comfort zone. Okay? If there's times where you find yourself not doing the activities you've loved because you just feel like you don't have time for it because your boyfriend or girlfriend is taking the majority of your time and you put that aside, you're betraying yourself. If you know that you were supposed to be at practice for soccer, cheerleading, or karate, or whatever it is, and you've loved that all your life, and you're not doing it because you rather ditch that practice for your boyfriend or girlfriend then you don't have your priorities straight your boyfriend and girlfriend can wait a couple of hours and if they're giving you a guilt trip that means that they don't care for your goals they only care for themselves and let me tell you for those adolescents behaving in that manner of control it is sad. They're needing love and attention, but it is not your job to do that. It is their job to love themselves, just like how it is for you to be able to love yourself. We are not here to for you to lose your happiness at other people's expense. Okay? We're here in this world for you to love yourself and to love others. But there's, and as we have already seen that in our life, there's a lot of people who have a difficult time knowing, learning how to love themselves. And then that's where a lot of violence kicks in, you know, and it's just sad because then other people pay the price. That's how our world works. So think about it. If you're in a relationship right now, I want you to ask yourself this question. Am, am I in a dating abuse relationship? And if you say you're not, awesome. Okay? But if you say you are, then there's danger right there. There's danger. This is between life or death, you guys. The people that you bring in into your life can be between life or death. 
And it sounds so out there. I know it does. But either those people can help you or can kill you. And let me define the word as I'm saying kill. Kill literally like, that's it. Like, you're gone. But the other of killing you, it's like them wanting to kill your spirit. Of believing that you're not worthy. I grew up hearing un dicho. I think that's called a dicho, a dicho but it's like vida, uh, muerto en vida. O muerta en vida. And I would always take that, I'm like, what does that mean, muerto en vida? That means a person who, yeah, they're living, but inside, they're not. They don't have a, that spark, that motivation to just enjoy life, the small things, the cup of coffee that's so delicious, an example, you know, or like going for walks or seeing your dog make funny things and you don't laugh about it. Those little things, that's what... Muerto en Vida stands for. And how do you love yourself? Let's let's talk about that. Because I'm giving you a lot of like teen dating abuse warnings. And you can go online. Go on YouTube. There's a lot of videos out there that talk about teen dating abuse. And what is a healthy relationship and what is not. Do more of your research. And what is loving yourself? Loving yourself is accepting that you're not perfect. That some mistakes that you have done not, are not going to define who you are. They're just mistakes to teach you to convert those into lessons. A mistake is something you keep doing over and over and obviously you haven't learned from it. But loving yourself is also knowing how to ask for help. As an adolescent, you don't know ev- you don't know everything. And let me tell you this: as adults, we don't know everything. And I'm sorry that you have probably grown up to hear and think that all adults are perfect and kids are stupid. That is like the most ignorant thing of people to say and do. You are smart and you are kind and you're a good person. Love yourself. Respect yourself based on the decisions you're making. Take showers. Take a warm bath. Wash your hair. Admire your beauty inside and out of how good of a person you are. And start listing all those people who love you in your life. Hmm. why does this person love me? Why does this person love me? Oh, they love me because they say I'm funny. My mom and my dad always tell me that I'm very smart, I'm funny, and I'm kind. So chistosa, whatever they tell you. Focus on the positives. I know that sometimes it gets really annoying to have your mom or your dad nag at you of the things that you're doing wrong. And yeah, they shouldn't be highlighting so much of that. Because you need to start highlighting more of the positive things that you're doing. But if you know that you're not doing so many good, positive decisions, then of course they're going to highlight the negative. So also take responsibility. You're an adolescent. You're heading into young adulthood. And it's so different. So if you want to be taken serious as an adolescent, I know that's a big responsibility because you're still learning, you're still developing. But I know you're not. I, I, I know you're capable. And I know that you want good things for yourself. And you say, well, you don't know me. You're talking on this podcast. Well, I say it in that confident manner because I strongly believe that there's no such thing as bad people. There's only bad behaviors. Behaviors are actions that can be changed. But once a behavior has created a consequence, sometimes, you guys, it cannot go back. Meaning that when someone kills someone, when someone ends up in prison for life, 
you lose your freedom. There's certain behaviors that can destroy your life. So it's just being aware of that. And I know that this podcast, I mean, this episode is not going to be probably enough, but I do highly encourage you to read more about teen um, dating abuse and the warning signs. And also read on how can I love myself more? There's so many amazing books, a lot of amazing YouTube videos, articles to read. I mean, nowadays we shouldn't have any excuse of not knowing how to help ourselves because there's so many platforms that we can reach out to, to be able to learn, learn how to ask for help. I know. I know it was hard for me to do it because I didn't, I felt like, uh, where, how? I can't ask for help with my mom. She was giving it to me without me asking it. But because she loves me and she didn't want me to get hurt. So she said, I got to do whatever the heck I got to do for my daughter. And she never gave up. Because let me give you this. I used to be like a little wannabe cholita. I said, F this. I don't want to be in my house. I want to be with the familia. It was like the stupidest comment I had ever seen in my life. Well, some of the stupidest comments when I was a teen. Because that's not a familia. A familia is someone that's going to tell you what you don't want to hear. They're going to do whatever it takes consistently and never give up on you. They're going to worry about you. That is a familia. That is someone that's going to always make sure that they are there. Even if you didn't ask for help, they're going to be there. Be like, I know you didn't ask for help, but I'm here to save your butt. That's usually the moms and dads and grandparents. Or whoever's raising you. But I hope from this episode you're able to understand that you can create amazing fucking things at a young age. All you need to do is speak up and say, I want to better myself. I want to create a business. How can you help me? I feel alone. I am sad. Every human being has felt those emotions. You're not alone. You're not alone. If you want to see a therapist, a mentor, a coach, whoever it is that might help you, Go for it. Reach for the stars, right? Reach for the stars. Thank you so much for listening to me. I wish you the best in everything that you do. Always remember you are worthy and you are loved. Adios. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at Chicana Moms Podcast. Chicana health coach and La Chicana therapist. Please leave your feedback. I would love to hear from you. Rate us on iTunes, an anchor or SoundCloud or anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Adios.